I began this conversation with you over seven weeks ago, and in that short time, so much has changed. We have been struck by two devastating terrorist attacks. Donald Trump has walked away from the Paris Accords, and he has sold over a billion dollars worth of guns to Saudi Arabia. Death lurks everywhere because we are in an era of political and social flux. We might also be on the verge of something spectacular in Britain, because the tide is turning against Theresa May. After weeks of arrogance, U-turns and wobbles, the Tory party has reduced a 20-point lead down to just three points in this general election. It's easy to see how they bottled it. The Conservatives have been as reckless with this election as many of them once were 30 years ago when they were undergrads at Oxford and spent their days intoxicated by their own sense of entitlement. When a Tory warns you there is no magic money tree, you know it's because they fear you will look for their tax-avoided loot buried in some offshore Caribbean paradise. They just don't want to pay their portion of the tab for living in a civilized state. People are starting to see through the lies the Tories have told after seven years of austerity. We can't be fooled any longer. We know there is no pot of gold at the end of the road. The Tories built on flat wages and a housing bubble of extraordinary proportion. Theresa May isn't up to the job of being Prime Minister unless it involves antagonizing Europe or trying to distance herself from her record as Home Secretary when she fired 20,000 police personnel. This election would be a farce if the stakes weren't so desperate. I know that few will survive the Tory party election manifesto because it promises to make everyone pay for the sins of the entitled. Take their plans to remove the winter fuel allowance from all but the neediest senior citizens. Fuel charges are bad enough when we are provided with a winter fuel allowance. But without it, the season of snow and frost will be deadly for many. I know some say it will be means-tested, and therefore the most vulnerable will be looked after. Rubbish. I can remember means-testing during the Great Depression. It was an absolutely dehumanizing experience that only provided my family with 10 shillings a week. We starved under means-testing in 1931. And if the winter fuel allowance is mean-tested in 2018, some seniors will perish. Many seniors today, even though they might desperately need a fuel allowance, won't humiliate themselves by going cap in hand to whatever private company Theresa May's government has hired to do a rigged assessment. 
Pride will make most freeze rather than beg. And we all know that's what the Tories want. I guess the winter fuel allotment is close to my heart because I remember what it was like as a bairn to live in decrepit housing where there was no heat because we couldn't afford a sack of coal. I was born 94 years ago into working-class poverty. I knew famine more than feasts until I reached my 18th year and joined the RAF. My childhood was marked by a harsh austerity imposed by a government that was just as uncaring as today's Tory government. I remember the despair I felt when I went to bed hungry and fell into feverish dreams that turned me into a kestrel that glided over the dank streets of hungry Bradford. High above that city of sorrow, I'd soar in those dreams, free until I was awoken by hunger at dawn. Much has changed in our society since 1931. But much hasn't when it comes to Tory ideology, because it may be the 21st century, but for our Prime Minister, her cabinet and caucus, their hearts are stuck in the 19th century. It is why the 2017 general election will be a moment that will define Britain. The vote count will let us know if we are a people who have the courage to move towards the light of progressive politics. Or if in our fear and anger we turn our back on hope and slink into a darkness similar to what Donald Trump has draped across America like a funeral shroud. Make no mistake, Theresa May has grand plans for Britain, but they don't include your prosperity, your happiness, or granting your children the right to affordable education, housing, and decent wages. You have a responsibility to yourself, to your family, to your country, to vote in this election. To not vote is to resign yourself to the tyranny of Tory-induced austerity that sees the 1% of this country grow wealthier from the sweat of your labour. I have been around long enough to tell you that Theresa May and her gang of entitled mediocrities have used every dirty trick to get you to distrust your better judgment. It's what the Tories do, because it's in their nature to preserve the rights of the 1%. But as you contemplate how you're going to vote, I'm going to speak to you about what it felt like for me in the summer of 1945, when I voted for the first time at the age of 22. I know it was a lifetime ago, when the war had been just won against Hitler. But my memories aren't missed nostalgia, but a map on how the 21st century can escape from the iniquity of neoliberalism. During that general election, I was still in uniform and stationed in Hamburg. 
It was a city left ruined and derelict by intense and unforgiving Allied bombardment. It had literally returned the German civilian population back to the Middle Ages. But in the wreck of that city, I voted in Britain's first general election since the war began in 1939. It was a joyous event for me because I felt that election in 1945 could change my fate and the fate of my country. During that general election, I grabbed hold of the glory and dignity democracy can provide the humblest of citizens, which is the right to speak truth to power through the ballot box. As I stood to cast my ballot in the heat of that summer day, I joked with my mates, smoked player cigarettes, and stopped to look out towards a shattered German skyline. I realized then that this election was momentous because it meant that a common person like me had a chance of changing their future for the better. Waiting my turn, I felt seasoned with sorrow, not just from the carnage Britain had endured during the Second World War, but also from the grim decade before, when the Great Depression had ravaged Britain with the brutality of a medieval pestilence. So it was only natural and right that I voted for a political party that saw health care, housing and education as basic human rights for all of its citizens and not just the well-to-do. When I marked my X on the ballot, I voted for all those who had died, like my sister in the workhouse. I voted for men like my dad, who had been broken beyond repair by the Great Depression. I voted for women like my mum, who had been tortured by losing her children to unrelenting poverty. I voted for rights of unions and workers to fair wages. I voted for affordable houses and education. In the end, I voted for myself and my right to a fair and decent life. It's why I voted for a Labour government because they promised to create a welfare state and an NHS free for all its users. Labour was good to their word because when they won that election, they set about enacting their election manifesto promises. And now, over 70 years later, you have the same momentous ability that my generation had in 1945 to grab destiny by the shirt collar to throw Theresa May and her pack of self-interested Tories out of government. For seven years, the Conservatives have occupied our government like a band of brigands, pillaging our welfare state for the profit of their hedge fund mates. The Tories believe its mandate is to heed corporate interests before human interests. But you can stop this like my generation did when we were young and our future lay before us, like the outline of a new world seen from a sailor's spyglass. Labour's message in 1945 was a bold declaration that society must be about fair play, decency, 
merit and compassion to those who are less fortunate than ourselves. It's why on June 8th, you have to rise up and be counted because you were worth more than flat wages. You were worth more than eternal austerity. You were worth more than hard Brexit. You were worth more than student debt and zero hour contracts. You were worth more than the greed of the 1% and the incompetence of the Tories. Within you is the blood of your grandparents and great-grandparents that sacrificed their lives on the battlefields of Europe and Asia. Within you is the DNA of all your ancestors who fought for the rights of women to vote. Within you is the echo of all those who battled for their right to an NHS that provided health care to all, not just the well-to-do. Within you is the spark to become the greatest generation of the 21st century. So I ask you, as a very old man who has seen Britain at its worst and greatest, to stand strong and send the Tories packing, because you deserve a future that has hope, prosperity and purpose. Until next time, I am Harry Leslie Smith. Ta-ra!